Hello everyone. Uh, good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, and good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye everybody. Yes. Whenever, whatever time you're watching this, um, welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast, where we talk to everyone here at Soul Revival Church and hear about their stories of how they became Christian mm-hmm. and how it's impacted their lives. Ethan, hello, John. Welcome back. It's good to be I was back. flying solo as co-host, or as well, I wasn't a co-host. I was just, you were host. just host. You were hosting up a storm. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but you're back, and why, mm-hmm. why were you away? You were at schoolies. I was. Give I was. A, give us a quick lowdown. Uh, a bunch of us took before we get to our guests. Our um, one of our school leavers uh, for a little bit of a trip. Your uh, brother on that trip. It was my brother. It was really good fun. Um, we <laughs> we made the whole thing Lord of the Rings themed, and the whole aim was to find this really rare pink slug that Eck is going to put a photo of on the screen now. Um, it is it is awe inspiring. It's very impressive. It's it only. Where did you go? We went only, to, you can only get it there. We went there. we went all the way to Mount Capitar, which is in Narrabri, which uh, from here is seven hours northwest. And so we drove there um, to see this slug. And we spent two nights in a caravan park and then um, and we and we found the slug. It is it is there is only a few of them left at all in, in the wild. They are only found on this mountain in this one spot in Australia. They are, um, there's not many of them left. They grow to about 20 centimeters, which is a little bit ridiculous for a slug. Um, they're fluoro pink. Mm. Um, Crazy, <laughs> have you seen? I've seen photos oh, and okay. I had so many questions about this adventure. I, I was like asking Braden, like yeah. how, who, what, when, why? Like, Why is a really good question. The answer to that is we don't know, but it was glorious. It was truly, truly glorious the whole time. It was really silly. Um, and we brought, um, we bought recorders for the car ride. As um, in like the, like f- the, the flute style the, yes, recorder yes. thingy. So yeah. we could learn. Um, part of the woodwind the, family? Yes, yes. Ours were, as were part of the, the, the $5, $5 plastic family from Officeworks. Yeah. Um, Offer, why do they have recorders at Officeworks? Something to do. I think it's because kids learn recorder when they're mm. at oh, school. school. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we, we were learning the Lord of the Rings theme um, uh, on the recorder on the yes. way there, and which is you, a horrific experience. <laughs> Some of them learnt it. It was great. I was driving the whole time, so I couldn't really figure it out. Does but it help yeah. draw out the slug? Like what is oh, this yeah. area? Well, okay. So once we found the slug, which is you can only find it if it's raining or if it's at nighttime. Ah. And it just happened the only day of the trip it rained was when we're on top of this mountain. (laughs) It is only found at the summit of a mountain. Like, it's crazy. Anyway, so we get out. We're looking around for like two hours for this slug. (laughs) And and like maybe 15 minutes of it is spent in the car waiting out a storm that's hit. Um, Anyway, we get out and we're looking for these slugs. And then Braden sees it and it's great and it's exciting. And then one of the other boys goes and grabs the flutes. And we like serenade the slug, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was for the whole time we were looking at it completely still, and then we started playing the flutes, and it just was like, "Get me out of here!" Oh, like really? it started like running. So bad. It was like this is horrendous. As fast as a slug can, and then, run. and then when we stopped playing, it stopped moving. It was like it was like okay, cool, we're good now. Like I don't need to run away anymore. But yeah, it was like I reckon there's maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess, a, a guesstimate of fifty in the wild. Um, 
probably too much. Like there's heat, there's, there's none, there's none up there. Endangered. Yeah, oh, there's like nothing, there's none left. And mm -hmm. there's, so we saw one in two hours of searching and we then downloaded the Slug Sleuth app. I heard which is <laughs> which is an app dedicated to these slugs not not slugs at all these specific slugs just those ones. those slugs and so I d we downloaded the app and we reported our findings and we posted photos of us in our lord of the rings robes playing recorder to the to the slug it must um, be like a university or some like endangered animal yeah, um, it was a it was a government yeah. it was a government thing. Mm. They were like they would have loved that. Look <laughs> at these idiots. They probably stepped on three of them. Yeah, like, fully. <laughs> oh goodness. But yes, it was very excellent. But that that's where I was. I was hunting a slug. Very nice. Incidentally, the recorder is actually a family within the larger woodwind musical there you go. instrument family. So there you go. There you go. Um, why don't we introduce our guest? Sounds like we've, a good we've idea. heard from her, but we haven't introduced her. <laughs> Michelle, Speaking welcome. Speaking of slugs. <laughs> oh, I was not going to say Sorry. that. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to help you find a segue. But. Sorry. It's good though. I'm all awesome. here for that. So I'm glad that if I said that, I think I'm not getting into a fair bit of trouble. Yeah, so. that's right. I said it. Thank you. Uh, welcome, Michelle. Um, Thank you. It's very nice to have you here. Uh, you said that like some other people, you're a little bit nervous and apprehensive, but yeah. also excited. Yes. I've listened to a few yes. podcasts. And yeah. um, are you feeling a little bit of sibling rivalry with your sister who has already been on? Um, I think it's probably started before I was born. <laughs> 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 I had no choice in that. Um, but I listened to her podcast, but it's been a little while. Mm. So I listened to it when right after it came out. That's so fine. I, I wasn't expecting really you to what recall she what she said. Yeah. But I was just wondering, uh, like, are you, are you going to compete with her like in terms of languages and things like that? Or <laughs> no, 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 no. She's um, the language person. She's the language person. She's a, a lot of a things person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're similar in a lot of ways, but also very different in a lot of ways. And yeah. so, um, yeah, hopefully you won't feel like this is a repeat. But we sound the same. So people who... Your voice is quite similar. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so you might be confused <laughs> if you listen to this, <laughs> as most people would listen to podcasts. Um yeah. No, but it's really that, cool to have okay. you on. Um, what was the other question I was going to ask you before the main question? I was about to say, something about chips is a question. But yeah, then, well, we can let's... Ask, you were going to ask a different a question. main question? I had a question related to what you said and then I've forgotten oh. because um, I was making sure that I hadn't offended anyone <laughs> by saying slug and then I realised I hadn't said slug. So that was all good. <laughs> um, it's okay, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it was okay, it wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't call anyone slugs. <laughs> You should have just called yourself slugs, like on school. No, but we were the fellowship of the slug. Okay. Oh. It was, it was oh, yeah, because you're trying to find it. Because we were trying to find no, it. That makes sense. The one slug to rule them one all. One slug oh. to rule them all. This is it. It was, it was so good. Right. Well, let's let's get started with the podcast, Michelle. Yeah. Um, how do you like to eat your hot chips? Um, so I've got a bit of a cheesy answer and not literal cheese. Oh, I was like, whoa, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's spicy. Like a four no. cheese mix on my chips. It's <laughs> no. um, loaded fries, that's a thing. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, because I'm that kind of person. Um, I've thought about how I best enjoy chips and it is with friends, like. Oh, yeah, on go. the Chip Cute Lunch though. podcast, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, with friends. With friends, yeah. It you is. You get double points. Oh, <laughs> it's much. A nicer experience just sharing a bowl of chips together, whether that's, mm. you know, whether that's from the servo with chicken salt or from a restaurant with normal salt. 
Um, either way, it's good. Um, but if you're eating a bowl of chips yourself, sometimes that's more comfort eating than enjoying it properly. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like the, the sharing idea. All right, I like that. Well, yeah. that's a really good point. I don't know if I ever eat chips alone. Like I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like be like, you know what I'm feeling about? For my lunch personally, for just me mm. today, I'm going to get some hot chips. I don't think I do that. It's very shareable meal. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Except then I'm thinking of what Wayne said when he's like, sometimes I'll put my chips in the fridge. Yeah, I don't want to share. I don't want to share chips with, with Wayne. That's, that's Maybe that's why he does it. He's like, I don't want to share these. Here's a way to not share them. Any... Did you, I, I have a question about it. You said chips from the servo. Do you get hot chips from a servo? Um, servo station? In a little town in Manila, not the Philippines, near Tamworth. Mm. Really? Where I spent a little time. Yeah, they did. I realised that that's not a thing in Sydney. Yeah, because that's why I was asking. You can get chips other places, but this service station, um, so you fill up your, your car and then you get other snacks and mm. plus minus chips. Oh, I feel like that because like you order the chips, you go in, like park, order the hot chips, then go fill up your car. And then By the time you finished, that is that's vibe. That's a great system. I like that. Yeah, I'm a systems guy. You are a systems guy. You love a good system. I do. It's efficient. Mm. Yeah, I like it. We had <laughs> it's a dumb story, <laughs> but um, we used to live. We used to live <laughs> in a, setting the bar really low. We used to live in a unit block, right? That had like a tandem garage, so not like side by side. You could park one car behind another. Oh yeah, like but the weird, the, one of the weird things about this garage was it had carpet in it <laughs> so we were renting it but it was like carpet and garage and me and my wife were like so luxurious <laughs> it was so disgusting the carpet anyway but i didn't realize until maybe living there for about six months that i was constantly trying to figure out the best and most efficient way for parking the car opening the door and reversing it in and seeing how fast i could do it but i, I literally do that with things i'm like okay here's the thing like how many times can i improve it before it's like so i'm like how's it where should i line up the car like so i can reverse it in so like i'd turn like turn up and then be like okay if i line it up with this part then that works well then i can get out of the car and you had to unlock it it wasn't electric you had to unlock it at the bottom and then like oh, how do i get that in the quick the key in the quickest to open it up and then um what ethan's really ethan this is why i get so many things done in my life <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm really, I'm really stoked for you, Joel. I'm really glad that that you get things done. Yeah, I'm glad. (laughs) GTD. Anyway, let's get to the next question. While you're not getting chips from the servo, Michelle, Mm. how did you become a Christian? (laughs) In my other life. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love it. Speaking of slugs. Speaking of slugs, chips. How did you become a Christian? How did you become a Christian? Speaking of slugs, chips, and efficiency, how did you become a Christian? How did you become a Christian? (laughs) (laughs) Segways all day, all day. Uh, So I um, grew up going to church when we were little kids. Um, And so my parents um, would say did believe in the gospel truth and that um, God, you know, is in control of all things, that he's created the world and that Jesus came and died for us. Um, But I don't think that really impacted my life actively in any way. Um, And I'll probably give some stories to sort of show that. Mm. Um, But then we moved to Singapore 
um, and went to a Chinese church for a little while. And my Chinese was horrendous, so I just spent the service reading books, um, including like Harry Potter. I remember <laughs> reading Harry Potter and, at service, and so nothing really went in. Um, and I just, yeah, this is to illustrate like how much I didn't know what was going on, is that like at Sunday school you would have these work pages to write, you know, what, what are you interested in, what are your hobbies? And my Chinese was so appalling that I copied. This is so embarrassing. I copied the girl next to me. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. That's and so good. I could read what she had written, and I knew that's not what I do. So it was, she wrote dancing was her hobby, and I didn't dance and had no experience. But I didn't know how to write anything. I was too embarrassed to say, you know, anything else. Um, so I ashamedly copied her. And she's like, do you dance? And I was like, <laughs> yes. cringing inside. <laughs> and do Chai Bo. Yes, I, I dance. Yeah. I dance. I dance. I dance. I dance. Yes. Um, and just like reading the Bible in class or praying, I just would mumble because I wouldn't know half the words. Um, interestingly, that's also where I got baptised. <laughs> so um, I, I think I knew enough to know that, you know, I wanted to – like God is important um, and this is something that should matter in my life, but I didn't really know how and didn't think about it too much. And then when we came back to um, Sydney, we spent our Sundays going to Chinese school to learn Chinese because of the aforementioned difficulties <laughs> with speaking Chinese, <laughs> probably. Um, and then, so we didn't actually go to church for quite a while. Then it was Grace who had gone off to uni and gotten involved involved with um, Christian ministry there and started taking God more seriously. And then our family, then as like the four of us, got back into going to church a little bit. Um, but I did have a turning point, which was after year twelve. So I finished our school was weird. We finished year twelve in the middle of the year, and we did the IB. Um, the what? The International Baccalaureate, which is n- the That's alternative fine. to the HSC, but it's international. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. What you was the reason for doing that? Um, we went to a German school. Oh, and that's, that's right. just what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you went very to... Very small German So school. you're in Singapore, but you moved to Australia and then you went to a German school. To learn Chinese. And did, chi- did you do Chinese on the weekend? Yeah, so on Sundays oh, instead of church. yes, that makes more sense. Yes. Yes, no, I understand now. Okay. I've caught up. And then, yeah. so what's the difference between the international bac- baccalaureate, 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 yeah, to doing the HSE? Do you think? Um, different, Sorry, I'm just, I'm just yeah, to yeah, no, it. different subjects. Um, it's meant to be a little bit more self-directed learning, is what I've been told. Because I only, I haven't done the HSE. <laughs> you only want to do one of those. Mm. Um, yeah, so you do. There was like a theory of knowledge was a subject. I think that's a bit different. They tried to. Uh, they wanted you to do um, different types of activities outside of the academics as well, um, and then we at school also did um, a bilingual um, baccalaureate IB. So some of our lessons were in German and some were in English. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I hijacked your story. Yeah, no, that's. Keep, that's please keep cool. going. So you you did the international baccalaureate. Yeah. Baccalaureate. 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 <laughs> You can look up the spelling. It's, 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 <laughs> okay. I don't even know how to spell it. It's, um, <laughs> that's why we call it uh, the IB. <laughs> <laughs> but you asked me what it was. I, so thought, I, I thought you were talking about irritable bowel. And I was like, irritable bowel. 
That's what I thought you were going to say. That's IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Syndrome, I know, yeah. but I just I thought you'd shortened it. You know, I thought it was a doctor thing. And anyway, well, um, so yes, you were doing that. You while you look up the pronunciation of that, keep keep going, please, Michelle. Uh, yes. So I'd finished um, high school, and what do you do? You know, in your free time and. Grace um, was going to NYC, which is Mid-Year Conference, um, which is a Christian conference that's run in the middle of the year for uni students. Um, and a few hundred students go to, at that time it was Maroo Christian Conference Centre. Um, and you spend a week uh, studying God's Word, um, singing, hearing talks, etc. Um, and so she invited me along and Dad kindly paid, which contributed to me going along. Shout out to Gerald. Um, yeah, shout out to Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was interesting that I went because I didn't know anyone. So I was going into this conference of a few hundred people, not knowing mm. anyone, um, everyone else being at uni already. Um, but what struck me was that they were studying the Bible harder than I had studied for my year 12 exams. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, wow, they're taking this really seriously. And yeah. so mm. at this moment where I thought, wow, if I really believe that God is the creator of the world, mm. you know, and that he wants a relationship with us, why have I been ignoring him, you know, mm. all my life? And and it's sort of that moment of, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't ignore him and maybe I should um, take him seriously and listen to what he has to say and have a relationship with him. So, mm. um, yeah, I remember crying and praying um, mm. to God for that. And then after that, um, yeah, went to uni next year. Wow. And you said there was a turning point mm. when you went to... Baccalaureate. <laughs> baccalaureate. International no, Baccalaureate. Sorry, you said there was a turning point during the... Baccalaureate. Yeah. And there's, it's, there's something terrifying about... The people online can't see this, but when you hit Baccalaureate, there's a little, there's a little mouth. There's oh, a wow. Mouth. And it's kind of weird, and I don't know Is how I feel about it. People read lips. Literally, I think maybe. so. That's right. I think cool. so. Well, wow. yeah. So you <laughs> just finished the international baccalaureate, <laughs> yeah, and then you um, went to MYC. Is and that what? Yeah, it's mid-year conference. Mid-year conference. Yes. And you said that was a turning point. Mm. What was different after that, like to how you'd been living prior? Yeah. So in terms of practical. Uh, went to church actually wanting to understand and wanting to have a relationship with God. So I thought maybe going to the Chinese service, or also went to Chinese service in, in Australia, isn't the best, even though it's probably good f- good-ish for my Chinese, but um, I wanted to prioritise getting to know God mm. more. And so I went to the English service um, and did that. Um, so that was helpful. And then, you know, actively reading the Bible. Um, and then it shaped just the way I went into uni as well. Mm. Yeah. You keep bringing up, uh, just a couple of times you've brought up like your Chinese not being very good. <laughs> Why is that so important to you though? Like oh, you that's brought a good up, question. Is that because Grace is really Grace good at is languages? Grace is good, yeah, yes. Um, and maybe it's because oh, probably a bit of like cultural identity, like am mm. I Chinese, am mm. I Aussie or not? Mm. Mm. Um, so I was born in Australia and um, so to my like family are probably seem very Caucasian like just in terms of like my thinking or like my behaviors and things like that but then to um some you know Caucasian people or just yeah any Australians they might think oh you know you look look Asian but I forget that I look Asian 
sometimes. Okay. And we also went to international school as well. So, oh, so there was lots so it was of different people. Very from, mixed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so right. my year especially was very, mm. very mixed. Mm. Do you want to get better at Chinese still? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be good. I, I sort of occasionally make attempts. Um, and yeah, I think it's helpful because we communicate that way to our grandparents. So mm. um, having the basics is, is really helpful. Um, but yeah, Grace, usually we deflect to Grace when, <laughs> when it comes to things like that. And she's really like, she's stuck out at the um, Chinese congregation, you know, um, and she mm. stayed there for like the 10 years or whatever. And mm. so that in itself would improve your Chinese. Yeah. Um, and then also now at work, she's involved or doing the Mandarin ministry as well. Yeah, cool. So I will hear her, you know, praying, leading Bible studies in Chinese and stuff. I was, the reason I asked that question is um, actually is it yesterday or the day before I was having a chat with um, my hairdresser who she, <laughs> she's, a, she's Italian. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> random. Why is that? Just random. No, it's, it's not random. It's, it applies. No, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, Italian. Coming, she was coming. saying that she conversed with her grandparents in Italian. Mm. Oh, yeah. But um, less so with her parents yeah because so but her parents yeah. were both working so like her grandparents would look after her and they would speak to her in italian yep. but she was also saying that a lot of other people of italian background that she knows can't speak italian and they're f they're actually upset about it because they mm. feel like they haven't mm. it's in terms of their culture they don't feel they feel like almost disconnected from their yeah. historical context of mm. where their families come from so that was the only reason i was asking that was because yeah um it seems an important thing and I think it's also something that we probably lack as someone that comes from a mainly pretty much Caucasian background. Mm. Like I don't feel any connection to language language or um, history or anything like that mm. as, as part of the country, part of this country. So um, even my wife who is, her grandma is Latvian. It's cool. the same thing that she, we really want to go to yeah. Latvia one day because we're like, we want to go see like where yeah. your family came from mm. to a certain degree. So. Um, that's the only reason I was asking that question was that it, it does seem to apply to a lot of people that do come to Australia mm. and it's, a, yeah. it's an interesting thing to think about it's something that probably I haven't experienced myself yeah so, yeah I think yeah. it's also got like the other sort of just mix the thing that was thrown in the mix is the fact that we went to a German school as well yeah. so I think <laughs> my German's probably the same as my Chinese if not better like you yeah. know so it's all a bit confusing yeah do you think you're better from just like being exposed to more languages just in terms of like thinking about things or even... And do I think I'm better? Do you <laughs> just ask me? No, better at. Better at things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gosh, I get Sorry. a rough ride on Sorry. this part, aren't I? <laughs> Gee whiz. It doesn't apply, Joel. Anything you're saying doesn't apply. You're a slug. You are. That's true. <laughs> the, I, think, I, think the, I think the first statement wasn't true. I think everything you say applies and it's really excellent and insightful, but you are a slug. <laughs> Do you want to answer sorry, the question? Sorry, sorry Joel. I actually do really appreciate your podcast hosting skills. Oh, I, it's okay. Yeah. You don't I, need to apologize. I do listen to the yeah. You listen to you <laughs> listen to it. I appreciate I that you've been it. Listening. It made my top number one on Spotify podcast. Oh, kill not, it. Not that I am. Um, and you're unwrapped or whatever it is. Yeah, my rap. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Quality. Yeah. By the way, what a great marketing employed by Spotify. But anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, killing it. Just in terms of like the way that you uh, think yes. and interpret things and stuff. Yes. I think it did help just being exposed to different types of people, different cultures. Um, so it was it was very international my mm. year. Um, and I think I just see – I think I 
hopefully see people just as as people mm. um yeah um where am i going with this just i think exposed yeah right? i think just the exposure helps mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah that's cool so then you said talk, tell us about school though so when because you said you were born in australia yeah, yep. And then you said you moved to Singapore. Was For that about three years. So you went Australia to Singapore, mm-hmm. and then did you come back to Australia? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. So then you went to the German school. Yeah, we went to the German school the from whole, preschool. Yeah, the whole time. Even in Singapore, we went to the German school. Yeah. Okay. And so <laughs> at that and around that time during school, I think if you tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. but you were saying that you experienced a lot of uh, you weren't really kind of engaging with God because you were doing all, like, yeah. perhaps all this other stuff and also learning Chinese on Sundays yeah. and doing all that kind of thing. So what was school like for you? Did you like going to school is really my question. Um, mixed feelings. Mm. <laughs> I remember coming home and crying thinking that I didn't have any friends. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I said, like we had very small year so my graduating year was 10 people wow, including really? me wow. the whole year that's wild um doing the baccalaureate <laughs> yeah and that's crazy i was the type of person who get along with everyone okay like mm. i just chill out be friends with everyone mm. but i don't i didn't get invited <laughs> this is my memory i'm sorry i didn't get invited to parties because they would you know drink etc and maybe they knew that i wouldn't do that or you know, I'd say no anyway. Um, so I sort of, yeah, was in that in between of, yeah, um, friends, but mm. not sure like how close. Was yeah. looking for deeper relationships, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so um, going into uni where there's like many, many more people mm, there, um, yeah, was different. And so what was, the, what was the move to uni? What did you decide to do at uni? Um, so I fell into studying medicine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, how does one fall into... Anyway, sorry. Yes, you fell um, into studying I, medicine. Okay, by the way, you have to do pretty well in the international... I, yeah, the baccalaureate, baccalaureate to be able to do to medicine. To be able to do medicine. So. Um, well, yeah, I, I couldn't get into law. If <laughs> so we are doing the comparison with Grace. I did not get... <laughs> since you so I up. just did medicine. <laughs> did medicine instead oh. as my fallback. That's it was wild. a little bit of um, what am I interested in and process of elimination. Mm. So I do remember printing out the subject list and crossing out things. Yeah. Yeah. Makes um, sense. So you're talking to Joel here. He's yeah. like, it's what I hope it's I do a system. system. I did a system. similar kind of thing, even though it wasn't medicine. <laughs> and I think at the time I was just... What appealed to me about med was that... I noticed that if people's health health is falling apart, then the rest of their lives also mm. it's hard to keep keep going in your day to day life doing whatever you do. Mm. Um, so just seeing that as like such a foundational block of your life, let's go efficiency wise. Like mm. you would want to make sure that's okay focus or on that. focus mm. on that. So mm. yeah, mm. so that's that's why. And if did you you said around that time like you had that turning point at my at media conference mm. did that influence your choice to do medicine at all? Um, I n- n- not consciously. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And medicine is a long. <laughs> 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 you have to do medicine for quite a long time, right? Yeah. At the same time, after you finished exams, you go, "Oh, okay, that that was a nice." 
era. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it, it does pass, hopefully. Um, yeah, so it was a five-year degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I repeated a year at uni, so it was a six years for me. And then you finish that, then you go into hospital for internship. Mm-hmm. So you are called a doctor, but you're still, you know, supervised and in training. Yeah. Um, and then you do another year called residency, and then you sort of decide which um, specialty you'd like to pursue. Um, and then I chose general practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do general practice training, um, and that is what led me into the living in the country um, for a few years, and you do more exams, and then you're done. So I think it took me 10, 11 years. I was going to say, so that's, yeah, yeah, you're going to be getting 10 years at least. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So Did you, when you yeah. fell into that? <laughs> Sorry. Is that when you were just <laughs> like, oh, I'll just fall into this 10 years? <laughs> decade-long um, decision? <laughs> Is that what you were It's sort of like surprised that it happened, you know? Mm. So, yeah. I joke that my mom's still surprised I got into med. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's sort of, I just took it step by step. Mm. Yeah. That's why you have to do that, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. So if you're choosing to do medicine and then you're kind of like really committing to God. Yeah. Is that... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming if you're doing medicine, there's a lot of work as yeah. well. So is there much time for any other, other things besides just doing uni work? I did get involved with um, our Christian ministry on campus. Oh, what um, university? Western Sydney. Okay. So in Campbelltown. Oh, yes. yes. Did you? Same place. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think we've had the discussion before, but oh. yeah, went to the same, so we yeah. went to the same okay. campus. Okay. Because I keep hearing, <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing Wollongong getting plugged. Oh, because they're all from the Shire. Listening <laughs> online, the the look Joel just gave me it is worth going onto YouTube and zooming in. That was there was so. But much I think I must. Am I even, how old are you? Um, oh my goodness, thirty-one. Yes, yeah, so I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah. They were building the medicine. Yes, yes. Campus as a third cohort. Yes. Oh, so you saw them like? Yeah, they took some of my parking oh, spots oh where no, I usually park. I'm sorry. It's your fault. (laughs) They built it on a car park. They had so much free land. Instead, they built it on the car park that they already had. Anyway, UWS (laughs) UWS campus at Campbelltown is just like an extremely long Mm. campus. It's a very odd. Yeah, I think we've had this conversation. Yeah, I think we had. And like just to walk, you had like a a lecture one at one place. And then the shoot somewhere else. You have to leave ten minutes early to get there because it was so far to walk. Oh, oh goodness! Um, oh. <laughs> Just me throwing my keys. Keys on the are falling in anger. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the med students just stayed in the in our you know medicine building. So mm. even like if you ever had something, you know, on the other side, you're like, oh no, we have to venture out that way. <laughs> get the bikes. Like, <laughs> they should like have um, e-bikes. To move around campus. That would be efficient. That would be required. There's a few stairs, though. You've got to go up and down yeah, some stairs and stuff like yep. that. But um, uh, Where were you living then if you were going to Campbelltown mm. every day? Yeah, because I thought at training? that point that it was oh so far and it would take two to three hours to train. So I moved on to campus. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah, so I moved wow. out. In those little what was low-level huts the that they have there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What was that like going from yeah. going from having a year group of ten people yeah. to <laughs> living on campus with a yeah. whole bunch of people? That's the, the the friendships would change. The like, yeah, what was that like? Yeah, so I was just going in with a whole new 
set of people yeah. and just um, finding people you, you click with and just hanging out together. Yeah. Mm. Um, and actually, it wasn't necessarily Christians that I hung out with at that point either. It was just people who just felt like we could be on the same page and, mm. and hang out. And it's really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, there wasn't much of a... Um, active Christian ministry at that time, sort mm-hmm. of Waxons and Waynes. Um, the thing with Western Sydney Uni is there's so many campuses, so it's spread yeah, out. It yeah. So we didn't actually have a, a ministry worker at the time. Um, so I... I'm glad you identified that because I yeah. didn't even go to any... Oh, yeah. Didn't even seek it out or even try yeah. and identify whether there was a Christian group there or not. So I got drawn into it because my sister's friend's friend, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were emailing at the time um, because I was trying to find out some accommodation information. And then she is like, oh, I'm a Christian. And she's like super enthusiastic and, and lovely. Mm. And so um, she was very keen to, you know, bit like reboot. So we had the one Bible study on campus um, and I did an announcement, I remember, I think, to the year cohort. It's like, hey, if anyone's Christian, come to the common room. We're just mm. all going to say hi to each other. Awesome. Um, and so just putting yourself a little bit out there. Um, yeah, which is... Was that formative um, for you? Like actually going, hey, I'm a Christian? Um, yeah, I think just speaking up was, <laughs> was hard enough. Um, Not something you're used to doing. Not something I used to doing, but I think I saw the value in it. Mm. Um, and I was like, this is, I want to, you know, I want to know where the people are that I can encourage and they can be encouraging to me and stuff like that. Mm. So let's suss out <laughs> who's a Christian um, and what better way to do that than make an announcement yeah. <laughs> for another lecture hall. That's so good. <laughs> so it would have been a fair few people there. It would have yeah. been like 250 people or something um, like that. We were right? under 200, well, one to 200. 100-ish people. Okay. Yeah. We're a smaller uni. Yeah. Good on you for standing up and doing it. Thanks. What, um, cool. uh, were you able to get those deeper relationships you were kind of looking for at, at mm. school? Yeah, I think a, a few. Yeah. So there's some um, friendships that I have now that are from uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are Christian, some aren't. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think I also just realised with friends, like there's so many people that you encounter. So sometimes it's great to connect with someone for a little while but doesn't necessarily mean you have to always you know yeah be in each other's faces all the time it's still it's just part of our world do you think that because you, you said that before you went to uni you kind of really made a commitment in your faith do you think your faith helped you make those relationships deeper as well yeah i think it gave me a bit more confidence to just um welcome other people even though i didn't really know what i was doing i i think i actively try to think through how can I be welcoming to um, people younger than me so um, as I grew older in a few years then there would be more people who would join um, the campus Bible ministries whether it's men or not from other campuses and just like just being a a friendly person Um, and so for an introvert that was like I think what helped me grow just being like I'm just trying to care for them and love them. Mm. You just describe yourself there as an introvert. Yeah. What does that mean for oh. you? Um, that generally I'm more comfortable alone. Mm. Um, but oh, it's sort of, I don't really, I, I, I still have, um, still processing thoughts about like the definition of introversion and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I do notice 
because it's complicated because with some people um, you hang out with and then you feel tired at the end of the day um, and that's how you rest um, is just by having a bit of alone time. Um, but then I also, because I've learnt to just be really excited about other people as well, um, that also is partly energising. So it's a mix. It's confusing. I've not thought this out. Oh, that's okay. It's yeah. fine. Well, I mean, you're talking to two extroverts here, I think. That, like you said, we talked about like standing up in front of a group of people. Neither you or I are too shy in doing that. I was really, I was really disappointed last week. Um, we were as a as a staff team looking at the Myers Briggs stuff, and uh, I just did it again just yeah. to double check my my personality. And um, in the past, I got. 98% extroverted yeah. and I was really disappointed because I'd gone down to 92 <laughs> and <laughs> and I think 92 is still a very high number but yeah. I was really sad that yeah. I'd lost my 98 yeah it must have just been how I was feeling at the time well my favorite way I mean I think I've already said this on the podcast before my favorite way of uh describing it is what my mom said is like where do you get your energy from yeah so I get energy from hanging out with people yeah. if I actually feel more relaxed when I've hung out with yeah. people whereas you were saying when you I hung out with yeah. people, eventually, you actually get, you need to get your energy <laughs> yeah. back from yeah. from putting yourself yeah. out. Even there. though I've learned to really enjoy hanging out with people, so it's not mm. like mm. I'm hanging out with you yeah. guys now. It's really draining. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's but it's important to you're, you're totally right, and it's really important to distinguish that it actually introversion doesn't and extroversion doesn't mean I don't like being alone. Yeah, yeah. like I'm very comfortable to sit at home yeah. alone with a book. And that is, yeah. it's good, yeah. Yeah. but it doesn't energize me as much as yeah. coming and hanging out with everybody. Yeah. Like, I want to read the book and then come out and talk about the ideas that I've read in the book and yeah. like get excited about that. Yeah. See, like, I also do want to do, yeah. I don't know. It's okay, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to put you in a box. Yeah. Straight away. But I think yeah. that, and but it is, it's sometimes misinterpreted as like, oh, you're an introvert. You don't yes. want to be around people. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's true. I think we're no. all, I think God has made us to yes. be social yeah. and to get, and we just need to be around other people. Mm. Like, you know, and I've had just comments nice where life. people go, they're actually surprised that I'm introverted because mm. yeah, I, right. I think I learn to just. Yeah, they're, they're people like yeah. enjoying their company mm. and stuff. And also, it uh, apparently it also is affected by the number of people. Um, yeah. So sometimes oh, yeah. you can really get a lot of energy. Uh, introverts can get a lot of energy in groups of like hanging out with one or two or three people. Mm. And then when it or, yes. and for some yes. people, if it gets more than that, then it's draining. Yeah. Like it's it's really interesting that there's it's not humans drain me. It's the number of humans the number. me, or there's there's lots of different stipulations and and, and different things. Or is even when we yeah. had carols last week, mm. I'm like bouncing around and talking. I, oh, no, 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 I, the people in like I do fun. I yeah. do better the bigger the number. Okay. Yeah, so I yeah. I am heaps more energized by big groups than yeah. I am by small groups. Mm. But I also really love hanging out with a, like a small mm. amount of people and getting really deep in conversations. I think the yeah. deep conversations help as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, if you're just having superficial conversations all the time, then I yeah, then it's a different thing. Yeah. I'm actually a bit a fair bit like that. I'm like, oh, I don't, what, this is boring. Why are we talking yeah. about this? And not because it's like the topic. It's like, yeah, it's unnecessary. Why are we just talking about the weather? Like, yeah. I want to, I want to like yeah. know stuff about people and and like know about them and 
and really yeah. I mean, have a, a conversation of substance. The other thing I've, I've learned is that sometimes people are interested in things that I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you respond to that just by going, well, I'm interested in you as a person. Yes. Um, and so you obviously care about this thing that I don't care about, but let's see why you care about it so mm. much. And so, yeah, I yeah. totally love doing that yeah. too. We, 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 I mean, I remember when... My son and I came over to yeah. your and yours and sorry, gotta say this right, yours and Grace. Grace's place when yeah. you were still doing right there. And you and I had a conversation for ages yeah. and we we're just talking about we we're just learning about each other. Yeah. And that's what's really I find exceptionally fun about conversations, is just learning about other people and um, which is what this podcast is actually about, really. Mm. Um, mm. My, my next question for you though, Michelle, is uh, do you dance now? It's mm. <laughs> a very important question. Um, she hasn't answered it yet either. No. <laughs> no. No. I do not dance. Um, you were telling us about uh, things like Zumba and we were looking up Taibo before. Um, not because I do it. I've never <laughs> done Zumba. Are you interested in doing it though? I feel like you, you might be. Um, I think it would be good for me to maybe get out of my comfort zone and just explore things that are possibly fun mm. and then decide whether they're fun or not after you've tried them as opposed to just discounting them before you even tried them. A good point. Um, what is your comfort zone? Though? Oh, stop. Oh. Sorry. No, no, it's good. I, I, just, I just had that in my what brain. Do you m- I was like, um, yeah, it's a good question. What do you mean? Like in what do you like of doing outside of work? What, what are your like? hobbies? Oh, yeah, likes, I don't like that question. Interests? <laughs> um, I think I spend time just hanging out with, with friends mm-hmm. um, and catching up with various people. I think that takes up most of the time. Um, in terms of like what I do to relax so after a work day that's particularly tiring, I like to unwind with some British comedy. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. For example? Yeah. For example, I remember you put in a clip in your sermon about Richard Ayoade. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so yeah. that, is, that is up my alley. Um, He's funny. He's very yeah, good. Yeah. So... <laughs> So British comedy, not always necessarily stand up, but just watching them on a panel, mm. you know, oh, doing so there's art. a lot of that yeah. in England, isn't it? Yeah, like so eight, good. Out ten, yeah. eight out of ten cats does countdown. Yes, yep. that's that right. is hilarious, hilarious, yes. so funny. Yeah, big fat quiz, yes, which is you know, the nice end of the year sort yep. of treat. Yeah, they just do that at the end of the year, don't they? It's like yeah. a Christmas quiz, yeah, big fat quiz of the year, and then every so often they'll do the big anyway, they'll do it. Yes, fat quiz of everything. Yeah. So just watching them, just like being as people, mm. um. As opposed to there's a you know a prompt or whatever maybe there is I don't know, um, but that is funny. I just like watching how people interact with each other um, in that funny way. Um, and also recently Taskmaster, have you heard of that? Yeah, that's the, yeah. that's um, Greg Davies, isn't yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Greg Davies is the host. There's yeah. another comedian, but then they do they sent other comedians. It's a bit of a bit of a cabal. <laughs> these um, comedians just doing each other's shows and stuff, isn't yeah. it? But it's um, they're comedians. They have to do like Task. some random tasks, don't they? And it's they? hilarious because awesome. you know some of them are really like they think of really clever ways outside the box, or sometimes it ends up really badly, and then mm. they just have a great laugh, and he just scores them. You know, have a piece sees fit. And, yeah, excellent. Um, so it, it's really great to just laugh and unwind. Actually, um, tried to do this as a social thing with our ride gathering on <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> what did you try and do? Taskmaster. <laughs> no, that's oh, great. That's good. You are a you are a good late night planner. Oh, oh no, 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 not at all. You've had two good ideas already. Oh, the other one was that down. we should do Zumba. Like all <laughs> the other one was for hey, late bro. night. We should do um, what was it like? All different types of uh, random exercise. Like you could do aerobics Oz style. Yep. Tai Bo. 
and so Zumba. And I'm sure there's a few other ones in there. There would be so many. Yeah. I need to write this down for our upcoming planning day. Oh, yes. Do um, do that. But, I mean, that's the thing that I actually like about Solis is that you guys talk about fun and church a lot, <laughs> which is not what I'd previously oh, really yeah. experienced because I never went to youth group. So mm. I missed all of that part that is so, like, essential, like, is so part of Solis DNA. Mm. It is. Um, yeah. It, very it, it is. is. And yeah. just the fun and just, like... Just when we had the 30th, people like dancing around and, and things like that. That is just foreign to, to me. But um, so it's great that when we have our meetings, I sort of feel like, oh, Stu tells us what what is funny. He throws out ideas and we're like <laughs> writing them down. <laughs> Ooh, that is funny. Yes. Write that it is down. fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. What so. about, um, like you say you hang out with this. Is like just one thing that you like to do? Like if it's, I don't know, I, this sounds so stereotypical, but yeah. like knitting or... Is there anything like that? Cards? No. <laughs> making play, cards yeah, or playing cards? Play bridge. Oh, Maybe you do like card board making. board games and stuff like that. Like, um, um, uh, what is it? Scrapbooking. Um, I'm trying to think of all these different random hobbies. I'm just trying to see if, if Michelle has any of those. No, mm. trying oh, different things. So I did my first Paint My Numbers with um, Shamara. Shout out to Shamara. What's that? Paint uh, My Numbers? You have a painting where you um, there's numbers and you paint... Like and and the, numbers, the numbers the numbers correlate with colours. Oh, right. But um, the one she bought for us was um a discounted one because there were no paints, <laughs> and so <laughs> a it pushed me outside my comfort zone because you have to when you paint you know you accidentally colour outside of the lines and that distresses me a little bit. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. B you have to choose the colours and that also is another like too much choice. Too, yeah, it's, yeah. Mm. But we got through it and we finished it after awesome. one and a half years. <laughs> is that how big is it then? It's not that big. Okay. <laughs> you did it's it, not like, that big. Were you painting the Sistine Chapel? <laughs> it's not that big. It's just that it, it took time and, and we never actually got around to it. Um, and you're like, Michelangelo never had to do this. <laughs> I could I honestly imagine. What are the numbers? Michelangelo, like, putting the numbers. Doing putting the numbers on first. And like, just uh, that, yeah. What's it taking so long, Michelangelo? And he's like, I'm putting the numbers putting on the numbers first. Putting the numbers on first. <laughs> 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 Yes, the colours. <laughs> and it's like agonising over what colour matches what number. I'm just a painter to Jesus now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Oh. Uh, but that was the first time, yep. Cool. So you try, you're trying a lot of new things mm. at the moment? Trying to try. Why is that? Why you is don't that? feel because like you've done that before. Yeah, because I don't think... Like I, I, I struggle with the what are your hobbies question. Yeah. Yeah. Do you wish you had hobbies? Sometimes. Right. <laughs> so you can talk about them. So I haven't answered to these questions. Yeah, my um, latest obsession is watches and I want to talk to anyone oh, about really? watches but they don't want to listen to it. So. Oh, all right. Maybe th- is that why you maybe don't have any hobbies? Because you're like, if I, bo- I don't want to bore someone <laughs> with my hobbies. Maybe, I don't know. I think I just spend a lot of time talking like mm. and Grace and I spend a lot of time just... Just talking, reflecting on life, mm. mixture of debriefing, mixture of dreaming stuff, mixture of just thinking about people and relation, like friendships, relationships, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's quite lovely. To hear. I I think there's something really beautiful about that, and I think mm. it's one of the things that's really cool about that is I don't know. There's there's a point. Uh, this I'm I'm saying this off the cusp, off the top of my head, 
And I so if it is, no, no, no I, I just wanted, I just want to put a thing down being like, it's probably wrong. <laughs> but just say it and then I'll tell I, you if it's wrong. I feel like we can really easily fall into the trap of, because we spend so much time doing the things we like doing, those of us that have hobbies, um, it's really easy for our conversations to then fall into, well, let's talk about my thing now. Yeah. And, or, or it's, I'm going to talk about Joel's thing because he really likes watches and we're going to spend a lot of time talking mm. about watches. And yes, it's not talking about the weather, but it's also not reflecting, nor is it yeah. having, having beautiful, like idea built. Like there's those conversations can happen at the same time. So I'm not, I'm not therefore discounting hobbies, mm. but I am more trying to elevate being able to have those com those other the, conversations more regularly. I think that is a really it. beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, and I think, yeah, the presence of it mm. and the fact that we can be really hyper-focused on the things we like mm. can lead to not having those conversations. Well, it can be quite individualistic, can't yeah. it? Yeah. That is yeah, like, really well, easy. no one talked to me about my uh, game that I mm. play that no one else knows how to play. Yeah, or, or it's, I can't believe I just spent the last hour talking to Joel about watches. Like... <laughs> Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, and it's and it's not it's not a, and that's probably not going to happen because I would love to talk to you about watches for an hour. That'd be really fun. I'd love to learn new things um, about that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I was just yeah. It's 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 not a. The reason I, I prefaced with a, it's probably wrong is because I don't want to black and white. Yeah. Mm. say that um, that one is right and one is wrong, but I do want to elevate the fact that. Um, those those different descriptors for your conversations are excellent. Okay, and I think really like, cool like and really missing. Sorry to interrupt you. I was just uh, off the back of that, just saying that like what Michelle is saying is just like thinking about relationships as a whole, mm. I think is a very godly thing to do. Yeah. Because fully. it's not I only identify with this person about and that's all I can mm. talk to them about. Mm. It's you're seeing them as a whole person, as mm. someone that God's created. Mm. and saying like how can i love them and serve them yeah. in the way that god wants me to and what they might need right now and i think uh having the presence like you're saying to be able to go we're just going to have a conversation i don't care what we talk about mm. and it's really I, cool and sometimes and sometimes i i mean and that's what we talked about before is like just finding out things about people is really mm. fun mm. and really enjoyable and I, I suppose sometimes i come out of a conversation and be like I can be like, oh, I just talk talk to that guy about watches all the time, and he mm. didn't ask me a single question about me. As I really value the relationships where we're like going back and forward and mm. finding out more things about other people. But sometimes, mm. those people just need to talk about their thing for a very long time. And I think yeah. providing the space to do that is what you guys are both saying. Is that yeah? Sometimes it's just helpful to be able to do that. That was a great tangent. Mm. I think so. Back to you, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did you think? Like it's, it's just, I mean, I just don't know really know where to go with like, because you, you're studying for so long. Yeah. I mean, we talk about 10 years. Let's just round it, round it, round it down to 10. You said, I think you said 11, but we'll round it to oh, 10. Yeah, yeah. What do you think that you most learnt about that time about your faith yeah, in God? Yeah, that's a good question. Because there must have been a lot of things going on yeah. during that time. Um, I think the main thing was, you know, remembering that God is in control and um, that really helped with feelings of anxiety. So throughout 
the whole. So first you've got, you know, your med school, you've got exams, you know, you're with a whole bunch of other really clever, you know, <laughs> people mm. um, and just trying to get through. Um, and then you're anxious or well, I was anxious going into, you know, work um, first being like having major imposter, still having a bit of imposter syndrome of like the doctor title is that's, you know, I still cringe with that, that title. It's just weird. Um, and then also going like this just so you just feel like there's so many responsibilities and you just, you know, the effect that you can have on people's lives. Um, just how, you know, the reason why you went into med, because it is important, but then mm. also it is also important if you <laughs> if you stuff things up. And so having that anxiety going in. Um, so going to work, I was, you know, you know, palpitations, being anxious, you know, praying. Um, and then also throughout like GP training as well, just having more responsibilities because it's just you and the patient in the room mm. um and yeah and i think learning to um learn things from from that about my faith and just go a like i'm coming from a good place where i actually i care about the patient and trying to love the patient in the sense of just doing your best um but also recognizing that ultimately god is in control of all things so I can't fix everyone's problems and um, I also am human and I might miss something as horrible as it is. You don't want to, you know, think of your doctor having missed something. Oh, but you guys um, have to know so much. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of never-ending learning as well mm. and there's a lot of, like, you know, new, you know, research coming out and, and things like that. So it's just always a learning curve. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember dad, when I was studying med, he was like, what do you have to learn? Tell me, like, you know, let's structure it. And I was like, dad, I have to learn everything. And then he just <laughs> didn't understand that. He sort of gets it a bit now. But um, yeah, I think just that overwhelming feeling um, really helped me then go like, actually, you know, refocus, just remembering that God is is in control. Yeah. Was there any um, uh, anything from the Bible or any preaching or any conversations with people that um, that have stuck with you that was particularly helpful from uh, 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 in that? Um, I think it's over time. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's also like people in my life as well. So I had supervisors, not necessarily Christian, but just the way they cared for their patients and also um, – also, like, you know, one of my supervisors was 70 and so he, I, I witnessed him just say, you know, I don't know what's going on to mm. a patient, you know, just thinking that through. And I go, oh, wow, like having that freedom to just say, look, I'm thinking through all of these things, but at this point, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. And that is OK. And I think, yeah, that, that was really helpful. The pressure of feeling like you needed to know every single thing. Yeah. But also showing that you're able to try and do the best for them and you can always go back and figure out what, like, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, that happens in so many workplaces. People are, are really scared to say, oh, I don't know. But it actually yeah. really humanizes, like, leaders or whatever yeah. because they can then go, I don't know about this one, I'm going to find out. Yes. Like that's, I think that's, yes. People like hearing that. They go, yeah. oh, like, they're just like me. They don't know some things. Yes. And then I can, come back and go I've done all this work for you and I want to I want to I want to do this for you I think that's a really important thing to have so I can understand why that was a, a big impact mm. for you what about church that went what yeah. church were you going to during this time 
Um, which time? <laughs> There's like a few churches. Uh, <laughs> let's start with the first one. <laughs> the very first one um, was CCC at Milson's Point. Okay. Milson's Point? Yeah. Why did you go to Milson's um, Point? Because so that's just over the Harbour Bridge, right? Dad's dad's aunt used to go there. Okay. Um, and th- so that side of the family, so we would go there. Mm. And then I went to, um, in Singapore, we went to a Chinese church there. Um, then we came back, no church. And then we went to a Chinese Australian Baptist church in West Ride. That was um, when I started taking God more seriously. Um, and then afterwards I did GP training. So then I moved to um, the country. Yes, so this I is probably something we could... Where'd you go there? Manila Presbyterian Church. Yeah. Manila with a double L. Um, and that, I think, yeah, I really... Shout out to them, by the oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, they just really helped me um stop from tamworth yeah it's like 40 minutes from tamworth okay they were just so welcoming so my plan when i went to you know move you know into the country i was like okay this little town has um a few churches i'm going to check out the presbyterian church and the anglican church um and i'd heard good things about the anglican um church or like the minister there and but I never made it there because on the first week I decided to visit the Presbyterian Church and they were just so welcoming. Oh, they it, got yeah. invited to people's homes immediately, like for lunch and just, um, and that is, I think, why the all age, all stage um, model in, in Seoul is just, it was a bit of a no-brainer. I was like, I already sort of have experienced this. This is this makes sense to me. Mm. Um and all cultures. So, like, the, the small church, they didn't have a minister at the time. But mm. They still, like, you know, made it work. And it's about maybe 40 people in the congregation that come and go um, because people travel a lot um, as well. Mm. Um, and I was the only Asian there. Um, but then, you know, never really felt like it was a thing. Mm. Um, I was also only one of the few people, like, my age. So, they're either young families, so a bit older than me, or... Um, people in their 50s or people in their 70s and I made um, friends with a lot of people in their 70s Um, and in particular someone at the end after you know two years of of knowing them said that um, she really appreciated our friendship because when we hang out and when we talk it's like we don't feel the age difference Mm. and it's beautiful yeah and so you know coming into Solis I was like yeah this this makes sense like um we are just just friends, and so the fact that they welcomed me into their you know church family um, without even knowing who who I mm. was um, was just really really lovely. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Um, before you asked a probably profound question, <laughs> um, you're about an hour. You were about an hour and a half away from the slugs that whole time. <gasps> yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. And you missed so out. And that, <laughs> Narrabri is familiar because um, there's yeah. different towns that we can go to. And Narrabri was not one that I went to. <laughs> well, Manila's so. closest national park is Capitan National Park, oh, yeah, which is yeah. where the slugs are. Yeah. And it's an easy drive to see some slugs. It's so if a you're very listening, vibe if, if I went by myself to a slug. This is, this is very true. This is very, very true. <laughs> However, if you're listening and you're from Manila, it's an hour and a half away, guys. Go find a slug. There we go. Ethan <laughs> works on the Narrabri well. tourist board. I do no. It's 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 not about the it's not about Narrabri. It's about the Capitan National Park, and we need to get more people on the Slug Sleuth app. Oh, on the app, on that the makes app. sense. De- get maximum downloads. Okay. Always plug. Max downloads. Always plug, plug the slug. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Sorry. You were no, going to no, say something. I was just going to sure. just rewind a little bit about the reasoning for moving to Manila. Mm. So obviously you need to do more training and yep. you have to train – do you all, as a doctor, you always get sent somewhere else to do training? Um, yeah. You get allocated to different regions. So you had to do another exam here um, to <laughs> sort of get allocated into um, some region and you put your preferences and that was just where it was allocated. Um, I did that in internship. And then the year after, you could technically do the exam again if you weren't happy with where you were allocated. But I just went with it um, and it was a little bit of an adventure, I guess. Yeah. Did you cho- just choose to go to, to um, some, somewhere in Western New South Wales? No, they, so I got allocated to the New England, oh, um, that New England region. region. Mm. So I did end up going to Armadale and Inverell as well. So I just kept moving up further. Yep. And this was me <laughs> previously <laughs> thinking Campbelltown was so far. Because <laughs> 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 I knew nothing back then. Yeah. Um, but I think I got two interviews um, and there's just certain towns and there's a practice there and you just mm. interview there. Mm. Um, and just the supervisor was just so welcoming over the phone and just so supportive. I knew that if I was going to be in a small country town and do some emergency department on call, yeah. this is like this is the sort of character um, person that I, I want. How did you go? I mean, you said that you lived on campus. Yep. Um, and then you also live there. What's it like living alone for that long? Is it difficult or, I mean, or does it help because you, yeah. you're an introvert? I, th- I still got homesick a lot um, <laughs> living on campus, even though I went back every week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you travel to church from there and stuff like that? So I, this is how lovely dad is. Like he would drive down, pick me up. We'd drive back up. So on Friday evening and then Sunday evening, he would drive me back. Legend well. Gerald. Yeah. Legend and that's Gerald. also how I got my L plate numbers up as oh, well. just driving back. Just yeah. driving back. That's great. Yep. And so I would be at home for um, church. Yeah, that's very nice. cool. That's um, really lovely. What was like? Oh, but it was okay. What was it like living on your own in Manila? Mm. Yeah, or either either place. Um, in in on campus, uh, we had housemates, mm. um, so it was okay. Even though I still felt homesick. Um, in Manila, I, I sort of had learnt to appreciate like my own company a little bit more, and so wasn't as homesick. But also just hang out with people from from church like they had me over for dinner um when i went back a little bit later i also just um volunteered at the op shop as well so the church has an op shop where people donate stuff and they sell stuff and Mm. yeah so um just finding that work-life balance as well was really helpful Mm. so i didn't um so after i finished training i went back to Manila for a little bit um and um didn't do five full days just had a bit of time off as well for breathing space but also exercise and just yeah it was really good it must be so much more difficult for doctors and nurses that get sent out to regional australia with that aren't christians that don't have a like yeah church to just log into when they get there like yeah and find a find a church community and yeah well just church. a community right yeah. like you just if as, as a Christian, you just go, cool, I, I have an immediate source of friends Yeah. in anywhere I go. Like it might, not all churches are great and not all churches are as welcoming and as lovely as that. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's like, oh, actually I, I, I can go anywhere and I can walk into a church and I'll find people that hopefully love Jesus yeah. and mm. um, 
will want to be my friend. I think it's really beautiful. I think it's something that we miss. Uh, at often our society misses is yeah. is how important community is fully for that yeah. very reason. But yep. also just we've been told. I think there's a message around it. It's like be as individualistic as possible. You don't yep. need anyone. Yeah. But as we said before, like being social with other people is actually we talk about like building blocks of your life and yeah. health, like in terms of your mental health and even yeah, your physical health. Sure. Like being around other people is really, really important. Yeah. Whether you're an extrovert or introvert or whatever, mm. it's it's really, really important. And I think also even for things like COVID lockdowns and stuff, yeah. like you've seen the effects of that, of not being able to people be able to spend just go to the shops and interact with people and mm. things like that. It's just really important for for, yeah. for people, I don't know, to move through life. Mm. Yeah, I'm saying to, Karen, uh, to my wife, Karen, it's just like you need to do that to kind of like bounce yourself off the other people to know you're okay, mm. I think. I think, and there's there's all different uh, wide spectrum of that, but you need to just go like, oh, that person just smiled at me. Or the person in the, mm. the, the at the checkout said, oh, have a nice day. Mm. I think they're really important things that um, maybe we take for granted. Yeah. And around that community aspect, and a lot of people try and find community aspect sometimes at their gym or sometimes at... Mm. Um, and other oh, things and there are do. other communities. Yeah, there's other yeah. communities. We've, like, we've been part of soccer clubs and all sure. that stuff. But yeah, I think that Ethan's point about knowing that you're a Christian and like there's going to be a Christian community somewhere there yeah. Yeah. is really, really special to be able to be able to do that. So It's really cool. Yeah. I take back my comment about it being the closest national park. They're a closer national park. <laughs> They're not as big. How much time is this guy spending on maps? <laughs> Instead of paying attention in the podcast. I'm paying heaps of attention. I'm 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 just also researching. Researching. Okay. The I have I have a question about exams. Oh, because you've done sure. a l- I'm guessing you've done a lot of exams. Fair few. I despise mm-hmm. exams. Yeah. And I would like we talked about um being anxious about exam yeah. stuff, that's me. I would get very yeah. anxious about exams and stuff like that. I have to, and it would affect how I studied because it would be like, I have to remember everything instead of like having more, a better approach of like understanding concepts and how to write about them and stuff. What was your go-to strategy of staying calm but also steady, studying techniques so that you could learn things? I think studying techniques is an interesting one because it's always evolving. Like I, it's mm. a, I think only at the very end, it's like, oh, okay, maybe this is the way to study. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I... Yeah, I did have to repeat second year of med school, so you repeat the entire year, um, same lectures, same tutes, everything, was same that, thing. Why was that? Because um, I failed. Okay. <laughs> I, see, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say, is that because you failed? No, because I loved it so much. I just really wanted to hear all of the things again. <laughs> I and just wanted to do it again. <laughs> and not actually see patients, but just sit in This year was so stuff. good. I have to do it again. I have to do it again. And then I was like, okay, then. Um, I think going second time round, it helped me with, I was actually less anxious because I think, and also if in future exams, I'm less anxious, I think, about exams than in, in real life. That's a, that's a good <laughs> skill is, to have. I which reckon. is not great because like real life is ongoing. <laughs> yeah, there's probably, more, there's probably more real life than there there's is exams more, yeah. in your life for real life. Um, but I, my mindset was that, well, if I stuff up an exam, then it's just an exam mm-hmm. as opposed to someone's health. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I putting see. switching that perspective, mm. sure, it's not great having to repeat. Um, I'm also, um, yeah, in a very great position where I have really supportive parents mm. and I, you know, um, can't, t- like, you know, 
cannot could afford to to repeat um, um, in terms of just like having being being of young age, you know, finances were okay, that sort of thing. So I do recognise that I have that luxury. Um, but also just having a sense of peace, not not being too anxious about about the exams itself because at the end of the day it's testing what I I know and if I don't know it, would you want me unleashed on patience? Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, for the patient's sake, I wouldn't want to be passed if I didn't know what yeah. I needed to know. And so I, I was okay with that. Yeah. I wish I knew that because <laughs> I didn't study medicine as we've, we've clarified. But even then I was probably really anxious about exams and probably didn't probably do as well as I probably could have done because I like would lead all this anxiety up to the end and getting it done. So I wish I had, I mean, it was when I was younger, but I wish I had more faith in God to be able to actually just go, it's just an exam. Hey, like you can do them again. And just knowing that it's not the end all and be all like there's some people who we studied with who are no longer doing medicine, you know, it it just might not be a thing. Weird that we just build up, well, I just build up those things of like, this happens, everything's over. If you fail, you're done. Like it's not actually the case. (laughs) I don't know why I ended up thinking that way. Um, So, We've got we've gone across the decade long <laughs> journey to yeah. becoming a doctor. You practice as a GP now. Yes. Right. Tell us, tell us like the f- the best thing about being a GP and oh. the most difficult thing. Um, the best thing is that you are there for people in so many different aspects of their lives. So people can come to you and ask the the weirdest and weirdest in the sense like. These are sort of questions you'd be like, who else would you ask mm, sort of yeah, thing? Mm. Um, and the amount to of trust that we have in doctors is interesting. Yeah, and it's like that they feel comfortable enough with me. It is a real privilege to mm. be to meet someone for the first time and for them to like share their lives and share their, their struggles, their brokenness, mm. um, you know, crying. Like, you know, I've, I've talked to many people the first time and, and, they, and they've cried. And so it's... It's a real that that is a privilege um, mm. to to hear people's stories and just be a part of their lives in, in that sense, and for them to feel so comfortable to ask like all the different things. Um, it is hard, I think, because I um, I then open up the space for people to share a bit more emotionally, and then I am also a bit of an empath in the sense that I, mm. if someone feels anxious or low I also feel it sometimes yeah, kind of take it on a bit yeah sometimes mm-hmm. the first sign of actually me realizing what's going through with them is that I feel it mm. and then then I get tired <laughs> and then I'm sitting there between patients just like typing notes and breathing or something um so <laughs> that's that's why and uh, that's what led me to also just trying to have a bit of a work balance so mm. I do three days a week of clinical work with patients and then to um I go down to Western Sydney, Cameltown to do tutorials um, yeah, as okay. a casual. Mm, that's cool. And so that's really lovely and encouraging. And then have a bit of breathing space um, to do, you know, life admin, mm. stuff around mm. the house, and then also church as well. And so just having that space because I know Saturdays we'll be busy with church. So mm. then some other time in the week to to breathe. Yeah. You, you um, brought up church there. Mm. Um, tell us how you... I mean, 
obviously you're very connected with Grace and she was a big part of pushing to be part of Soul Revival, yes. which is, we're very thankful for Grace doing that. Yeah. But I want to hear, I'd love to hear that your perspective yeah. on choosing to come to Soul Revival as well. Yes. I mean, a little bit is Grace, of course, because yeah. as Wayne said in his podcast, Grace has his vibe, you can just trust her. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's been growing in me. Um, but I was also finished my GP training in the country for three years already. Um, and then I came back and so I was looking for a, a church to go to um, and Grace had just made connections with Soul Revival for the two years and then wanting to stay friends. If anyone's wondering what that noise was, it was Ethan's uh, water bottle. <laughs> it was a water bottle. Um, yeah, and so we ended up starting or helping out with Sunday Avo Kirawi. Yeah, So that did, was late right. 2019 um, and that was really cool. Um, as well, and I think that helped me feel connected with Solis just by jumping in and getting involved through. And I think I was given permission of that because people trusted me because they trust Grace. Mm. <laughs> um, and then we went into COVID, and um, but before that, we had we had bring these ideas about um, about Bible chats mm. with Ian and another girl called Bethany. Um, yeah, and I think. That was really cool. Um, just getting on board with the Solis, um, just the like the theology, you know, on the same page, and that was good to to know that. But also just learning the strategy, and we did um, Beria as well. So Ian, myself, and Brayden um, were <laughs> were online for with Stu, um, just going through Beria and just learning more about why um, Solis does things the way they do. And yeah. it was really good to think that through. Yeah. Was it um, the idea of planning a church daunting to you? Or were you just pretty trustful of grace and God that you were yeah, ready to go? I think I just just take it step by step and fall into things and, and trust God. I don't think <laughs> like too medicine. much about, like like medicine, right? Like you think too much. I don't think I spent too much time thinking, oh, you're going to be a doctor. Like that is daunt, like was daunting. And so like if you just say church planting, it sounds huge. But then if you break it up into bits of like, what are you actually doing? What, what, what are the basics that you need? And just how low-key Solis is. And, but I guess the other reason why it wasn't as daunting as it could have been was just the shit, like support that we got from you guys was really, really cool. Um, um, Stu gave us heaps of time, like, yeah. you know, meeting with us every week um, and just lots of encouragement and just lots of guidance. Um, and so we never felt like we were doing it alone. Um, and I think a good testament to that is just how Carol's went the other week um, at Ride. Like yeah. that was amazing how <laughs> this thirty people from Carol just came up and just like, let's do this together. And it was that was cool. So we're not doing it on our on our own. Otherwise, that would be mm. daunting. Well, I find you. I, I find every one of you at Ride extremely encouraging because you always do the same thing. You come and do it with us down here as well. Like. Mm. You came to the 30th year anniversary and you come to Easter and we do all those things together as a church. Mm -hmm. But I think I think you have uh, my perception for everyone at Riot is just you have a very much a culture and a um, make a choice to spend actively spend time with us here as well. And we are separated by, how, I don't know, mm, it's like 25 kilometres or yeah. something. Yeah, like an hour drive through Sydney traffic and that. But it... It doesn't. It almost feels like it. It's not that far away. Mm. Yeah. I think that the way that you guys 
treat it as much as you can. You try and be here for us. It's just as the same as you were t- talking about with carols. And I think that is what's lovely about it. And I think it's the fact is because we all love Jesus. Mm. And that's why. And um, we're planning to come over to ride in January. Ooh, so <laughs> nice. I'm really excited about that. But um, yeah, do you feel the same way, Ethan? Oh, I feel like you do. Oh, I mean, how good yeah. is it? How fun is it going to ride? Like, I've only been once. It's great. It's the best. It's, yeah, it's so good. If I only just had to go over to see Gerald again, <laughs> to see more <laughs> other people, but Gerald is awesome. 100%. 100%. We got to get him on the podcast, actually. Uh, how much time do you have? Well, that's the thing. January don't have much on. We're gonna have to get you to help. We him. could do the. We could do the. Uh, gonna make it. You could do an extended edition kind of sort of situation. Yes, but well, we need to get Chris's part two in. That's as well. true. That's true. We do. So maybe we could do Chris's part two, and then the rest of the month is Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald's January. Oh, the January of Gerald. Uh, one Ger- of Gerald January. Yeah. <laughs> It would be awesome. It would be so good. What a legend. It would be awesome. We'll have to get him on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, heaps of fun. Um, a lot, one of the last questions we ask, because, I mean, we have been going for about an hour. Mm. And I've, it's, very, it's been thoroughly enjoy, enjoyable, mm. Michelle, is um, when you look over your life so far, mm. what do you wish you knew as a younger Christian that you know now? I think one of the things is, and I don't know how much I touched upon this, but just realising that you're – um, your worth is not in how other people see you or even of how you see yourself because sometimes you know you can put yourself down a fair bit mm. um, but it's how much God what God sees you and how God sees your worth um, there's a verse in 1 Corinthians for that and also Tim Keller talks about it in his book The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness which is a great little book to plug <laughs> Um yeah, and I think that would have just been helpful, just, you know, A, just having a little bit more, just being a bit more chill. Hmm. It's not overthinking things too much um, and just trying to enjoy what, you know, God has given and just, yeah, mm. going through that mm. um, a bit more, yeah. And can you give us an example of where you wish you'd done that when you were younger? Yeah. You seem like being more chill. Was it just to do with uni or is... Oh, no, just in life generally. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of the times when um, I subconsciously felt that my self-worth was, was lower um, was that I think... And this is a really unhelpful thought, so I'm flagging with that. This is I know, I'm aware that this isn't a helpful thought. Um, that as a single like person not being in a relationship and you see other people being in relationships sort of that unhelpful background commentary that you're not worth as much as other people mm. because um yeah because you're not chosen by someone and so I see yeah and so reminding yourself that actually you're chosen by God is mm. and your worth is seen in his eyes is yeah so much better yeah, yeah. well um, like to not sound like a L'Oreal ad, I think you are. <laughs> I think you are worth it. <laughs> I've forgotten about those ads. That's amazing. You're worth it. That was such. A and cool you've just joke. done your hair as well. Your hairdresser will be proud. You should send this to your hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do my hair every day. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I've got a haircut. <laughs> yeah. Um, any final words, Ethan, before we wrap up the chips? That was lovely, by the way. Yeah. Sorry to, I'm making oh, no. a joke. No, no, it's good to break up the tension with, uh, and um, yeah, I think like we didn't touch upon that as as much, but the, the thing, like processed about being single for for a fair bit and with other women as well. Mm. And so um, that's always something good to, to reflect through and to process through. So I think, um, you know, s- saying it five seconds in the end of a podcast is not the most helpful thing. So mm. um, sorry about that. But um, no, please don't. This is why we do the podcast <laughs> is to mm. just hear people's yeah. experiences. But the other thing, like the encouraging thing about um, being single as, as well is that you do have time. So um, everyone in the ride core team before Joey came along is, is full-time worker plus single. Um, and so just, you know, what, how are you going to spend your time that you, you do have and that flexibility that you do have, um, you know, and doing this with, with them is really cool. Mm. Oh, it's lovely. I like the way... I really appreciate the way you have not just articulated that, but I can tell that you think about that mm. because um, you've openly said that like it's been a bit hard for you, and but I appreciate that you're willing to be that vulnerable to t- say that to us. Yeah, it's a bit of a journey, like everything. Like yeah. you know, you process things, and um, even though you you know you feel comfortable, you've processed things. It's still hard to say yeah. some of those like unhelpful thoughts and then you're lying in the background that you always have to respond with good self self talk isn't it funny like how i mean even when talking about i was saying about the exams and stuff it's just like how much negative self-talk there can be yeah in your head yes you're like it doesn't need to be there (laughs) so i can understand that anyway sorry um any final thoughts, Ethan, before? Oh, I just wanted to say how encouraged I am. Yeah. Like, I, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I overheard this correctly or not, but I overheard you guys talking about um, potentially ending up sounding a bit pessimistic on the podcast. <laughs> and, oh, that's true. Um, that's what you were worried about, wasn't yeah. it, Michelle? Yeah, and I, and I, um, yeah, so I'm right in, you know, in over, I overheard that. And I think that that didn't, happen like i think there is a there is a um there's a difference between negativity and just being real mm. and kind of critical thought well, thing, yeah. just just saying stuff how it is right yeah. i think reality i think often, i'm a realist yeah, yeah. other people I think you are but that's too, it yeah. right that's yeah. that's a really but that's yeah. a really important distinction yeah. of i'm not you're not being negative for negative sake you've just told things how they are and yeah. sometimes stuff sucks yeah. And yeah. um and that's a totally real part of life, right? And so I want to encourage you and try try to oh. point out and say yeah. that there has been this is not felt at all negative or <laughs> pessimistic or anything <laughs> like that. Um instead this has been really fun and joyful and mm. real. Mm. Yeah. Um and I love the podcasts that are like that that are real. Yeah. And They're it's really beautiful. Ones. They're the best ones. And so, yeah, thank you very much. Mm. Thanks. I was just thinking, um, you talk about how much you like to focus on relationships mm. and really pay attention to that. And at first you were saying that I don't know why, I, like I, you kind of fell into medicine. But I think, um, as always, God has a bit of a plan there because I don't <laughs> think if you 
weren't able if you didn't have the abilities to focus on the relationships in the way that you do I don't think you'd be as I think you I think you're a better doctor because of that mm. and I think that's probably why you think like you think and this is me just espousing <laughs> things but I think that's why you um, feel like you fell into it but it's actually God put you there for a mm. reason and I think that's really cool and I and we talk about grace being really trustworthy. I mm. think it's the same with you as well. I think as mm. to be able to, as you said, like people have cried when they've talked to you the first time they've met you as a GP. I don't mm. think there's many GPs that would have that experience because you are so mm. trustworthy. They feel like they can be vulnerable exactly the way that you have been today. So I can't um, fault you for that at all. It's really mm. lovely. And um, yeah. I think you are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And I think uh, it's amazing. just, and I'm just going to echo what uh, Ethan said. It's just, mm. it's been really special to have you on the podcast. Yeah, yeah for and sure. Again, this is why we do this podcast. Is to, sometimes it doesn't come out to the last 15 minutes mm. because it <laughs> takes a while to get comfortable and yeah. you haven't done it before. But to hear all these things that have gone on through your life and you know, even you talk about maybe searching for a little bit of self-identity with the language and all that kind of stuff, is it that at that point where you realise your identity is actually in God, mm. um, things definitely change for you, but you're still grappling with it, which is what you were mm. saying before. You've still got to grapple with that stuff. You've still got to grapple with that negative self-talk. Mm. But the way that you're dealing with it now compared to what you were before you perhaps committed to God mm. is the real encouragement today. So thank you so much. Shall we wrap up the chips, everyone? I think we should. Thank you for coming on, Michelle. Thank you very much. It's been, it's been really, really good. It's been fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, what do we finish? Oh, we finish with a one way, don't we? Yes. Thank you, everyone, to listening or watching, if yes. you are. We really appreciate it. We always love it when we get some nice feedback about different um, episodes that we mm. have. So, yeah. Um, I find out sometimes when people come on the podcast, then they go back and listen to all the other mm. podcasts after they've been on. So, um, but you've already listened to quite a few of them, Michelle. So, yeah. shout out to you for doing that. Shout out to Gerald. We'll get him shout on. Out to Gerald, it'll yeah. happen. Um, in the comments, um, if you want to put uh, how many hours away from the slug you are, um, <laughs> that would be hectic. That would be hectic. And uh, make sure you do that and uh, listen to the podcast and then watch it on YouTube again to get the double dose. Anyway, then you can do. Oh, that was a me medical reference as well. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> the word dose. Anyway, sorry. Dos. Dos, dos. dose. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. Wrap up the chips. Thank you very much for listening and watching. Thank you, Michelle, again. One way. One way.